0: Go, 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 go. Get him out of here. How hell I like you. You can come over to my house and f*** my sister. Wow.
1: It is, other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is. There's a dirty little secret. You told Clint? Okay. To turn around and take off his pants?
2: Yes. And did he? Yes. And I just gave him a couple swats. You
0: going die doing this dumbass? Yeah, you, f- you fool. Open your mouth like so you did milk. Open your mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is... You were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole, and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet.
2: And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt.
0: McDonald's a piece of
2: Miocic's a piece of Clint
0: Parker. I'm coming
3: for you, mother
2: What?
1: You told me to leave I'm in my order while you're making out with-
2: being in the industry with how much do sh- you take on your face? BAM! All upside his head just slap him. I could make you slap somebody. So kiss my black sh- I THOUGHT THE
0: BITCH WAS WHITE! not okay. make fun of my nose, they call me ugly, they say I have no friends.
1: Watching other guys that are doing what I want to be doing and I'm sitting on the couch being a loser.
0: Until I first drank my dog's pee, I was depressed, I was sad,
2: and I had really bad acne. Rock P also has vitamin A in it, it has vitamin E in it, and it has 10 grams of calcium. And
1: it's also proven to help cure cancer. And that is why I look so much better than y'all. Well, welcome to the Sandsbury Show. I'm Rock 106.9, also online for you at WRQK.com. If you missed anything yesterday, make sure you podcast that. The boss likes the web hits. He's yeah, he a does. big fan of it. Yeah, he does. Constantly drive them to the website. That's why it's 730, actually. Dude, we have a video at yeah. 730. We're going to play a little audio from it. Oh, my good God. I was, uh, Dude, I slept all day yesterday. So I kind of missed the world a little bit yesterday. I come in this morning at Fanzone and goes, Dude, whatever you do, just whatever you do, make sure you don't miss that video I sent you. And so I just watched it. And again, I I hate to do this to you and then not tackle it until 730. But oh, oh my dear God, was that one of the best things I've ever seen? Can't wait to do that. Munch at seven o'clock. Oh, yeah. Munch at seven o'clock. And dude, sports. I'm actually happy he's going to be on the air today. All right. All right. Camp obviously underway. And yeah, there's enough stuff going on with us. Right. And, you know, you know, there's problems with calves and, you know, Indians and all that. But, dude, there's, dude, sports is getting weird. Okay. We also got Tiger coming back. That's going to be great. Um, you know, to the area here, Akron, Bridgestone Invitational this week. And, uh, but, dude, Jimmy G, Garoppolo, the quarterback from the 49ers, like, dude, he doubled down on this porn star thing yesterday. Like, he doubled down on it. Like, the coach had to say something to the media. And then Jimmy G was like, hey, yeah, ma'am, well, you know, my life's a little different now, but, like, you know, this is kind of what I... And I was like, dude, homie, homie, you actually got a little bit lucky, like, for a franchise quarterback to have been at, like, one of the most popular restaurants in L.A. with a porn star. Like, I didn't feel like he was getting beat up on as much as other athletes would have been beat up on, and you still then come back at, like, this 49ers podium and, like, double down and be like, yeah, man, that's what I'm going to do.
3: And I would assume it was just, like, a normal 49ers, like, press event, so they're probably talking about, like, the Play 60 event, and they're probably talking about, like, yeah, the 49ers care, like, in the community, we're out here doing stuff. Dude, and I it's like, even, yeah, Jimmy's out there doing stuff.
1: Dude, I didn't even think about NFL Play 60, but, yeah, during camp, right, well, there's going to be kids, like, yeah, people... Sure. This, see, and this is the problem. So this is what I want to know. Has it... So our porn stars now... Cuz dude there was a moment like a hot moment in like the late 90s where they would start to like pop up in like in real movies and stuff. Yeah. But like are they now are we really is it going to cuz I don't really care but I know like does does the middle of Kansas care? Still,
3: um, I, I just think it's definitely a sign of the times. Make no mistake about that. So you do. We're shifting. Oh, them. I think we have shifted. I think it's not even shifting. I think we have okay. shifted in, right. in, into this. And there's a couple of different things. You're right. Like, certainly back in the 90s, there would be little pop-ups and Jenna Jameson kind of made her name. Yeah, like, Jesse
1: Jane was in some stuff. But,
3: like, as a whole, it was still a very taboo subject right. we were talking about there. Right. You didn't take them to dinner. And now, obviously, with the digital revolution, kind of as we're Undergoing that and what that's meant for pornography for sexuality, um, more and more and more we've seen these women and we, you know, I guess to a lesser extent some of these men, but we've seen these women be accepted into mainstream society. So
1: what I think that is though is it has to be the only answer can be in my mind. Now I could be wrong, but the only thing I can think of is is how many. Amateur couples are uploading their own pornography, right? So yeah, like so people yeah, are starting bit. to see it's like, okay, well, dude, regular people are doing this now, so like it's uh, not as taboo.
3: How many people are uploading their own pornography? A significant amount. How many people Thanks, by the way. Uh, how many people are consuming pornography in even greater amounts? And really the thing that everyone. The really the thing that I think that like really drives this home, and I know some people are gonna be like, That's stupid, but the president of the United States of America Raw dog the porn star. We all know about it, and it's not that big of a deal. So, like, if if that's the case, nobody's holding high ground anymore. Like, nobody. How well, can you?
1: You know what people try to say to me all the time when we talk about that, and we're like, dude, I can't believe people don't like this. Isn't like more of a big deal? And people always say, well, you know, it's because it was before he was president. Like, all right, okay. I mean, maybe, and they're right. I mean, I do believe, dude. For as much as this media hates the president, that had he done it while being president, it would be like the biggest thing ever. Well, but it should. I would. I do agree that. I feel like the America I grew up in it would still be a much bigger deal. Oh, a huge yeah, deal. Yeah, it would be a much bigger deal, for
3: a, sure. A, a much bigger deal. Um but with that kind of being said, I'm a little surprised that it's not more common.
1: Um these- Yeah, but dude, this is a no no no, no dude, this is a quarterback. But this isn't even happening with linebackers.
3: This isn't. This isn't like a. Uh, well, is, is
1: it or do we just not Dude, Is or, or nobody pointing a camera at a linebacker coming out of a restaurant? Oh,
3: I think if I think if I think if Lisa Ann and you know uh, a linebacker or a power forward from the NBA, even if he's not you know a, a quarterback, I think that's still going to be reported. Well, uh, on.
1: all right. I what I will say this is that athletes who know that America don't care as much like like a. Like a corner in the NFL, I think, man, if I wanted to get my name out there a little bit more, showing up with Lisa Ann, now all of a sudden, now I'm a star. Because she's a star, now I'm a star. I get it. Yes, I'm surprised that's not more of a move. But a franchise quarterback, like kind of coming out there and saying, no, this is going to kind of be my thing.
3: The fact that he's being a trailblazer about it is kind of a little bit like, I You, I would have figured it would have been another another position, a position not so important on a team scope. But I, like, I, I honestly think, I mean,
1: I know people want to say, well, Namath, but guys, the time is very, very different. What What is it like at that time when Joe Namath was out there playboying around, you legitimately were just an athlete. You were just an athlete. Now, I know he sold cologne and this and that, but that end of this world has dude it's way more important than what you do on the field you but is but you have to play well like that's the only reason why the field matters at all anymore because they need you that much for all the other things
3: and i think we've always known and accepted and whether you liked it or not i mean shoving
1: like, it in people's faces i don't know if they're going to love it pro
3: a- pro athletes have always been swordsmen they've always been penis first men they there's i mean that's that's a part of, of I mean, dude, just the stereotype it, at least even put
1: it in our business i mean even howard doesn't do that kind of stuff a lot now. Anymore.
3: Um, I just think that as, as we sit here and pornography becomes more accepted, it becomes... Something that whether you want to admit it or not, it's going to have a role in society and it's going to have a role in pop culture. I think that you're going to see more and more and more of this. These dudes are like not just rich; these dudes are just wealthy. I mean, you look at a dude like Kevin Love, who's going to make you know a quarter of a billion dollars in his in his playing career. CJ
1: McCollum's a hundred million dollar player. I
3: mean, that's insane amount right. of money. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's just a crazy amount of money. It's not like it's not like these dudes are just like oh yeah, they're they're kind of rich. Like these dudes are extremely wealthy. Porn Stars make money, of course, but they don't make money like that. And like, I mean, like Charlie Sheen said, if if you're going to be in that world, like, why wouldn't you? Why why wouldn't you want to be having sex with these people?
1: I, I, again, I want to make it abundantly clear, I'm not judging anybody, dude. If you want to have sex with porn stars, do it. I totally understand the desire for that. All I'm saying is, is I'm not sure all of America, the NFL, Roger Goodell, the Owners Association. And, yeah, NFL play 60, and here's another one, dude. Well, man, let's keep that out of it. But, like... Uh, dude, does ABC? Does NBC? Does Fox Eight? Does, like, does Fox? Like do, the, the, the broadcast partners? Do they want this? They're still.
3: I mean, they're still bringing in the ratings. So yeah, I don't think. I don't think. But I mean, because anybody who's going to like boycott the NFL over this, be like, dude, I'm done with the NFL no. because of who Jimmy Garoppolo is sleeping with. No no, no, no,
1: no, 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 dude. If they can make it through anthem Protest, they can right. make it through porn star dating. Right. For sure. No, 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 no. I'm not, dude. I'm not. Again, I'm not hitting the panic button. I'm just. Is this where we're gonna? Okay, this is what I'm going to say. If it is okay for Jimmy Garoppolo to openly date porn stars, it is perfectly okay now for an athlete to openly take steroids. You want touchdowns. You want home runs. You want stolen bases. No, no, no. I don't want to hear it because the only reason people give me that they're, they're not allowed to take steroids is, well, what about the kids? You know, they're an influence. They influence, they influence. Well, if, if you're okay with them influencing your children by dating porn stars...
3: Steroids will kill you?
1: Uh, is that... I mean, if taken responsibly, I've heard actually th- that a, a lot of people will tell you that they can benefit you, and if taken under a doctor's guidance, and if they were legal, maybe they wouldn't kill you?
3: If, if, if illegal if
1: are, abortion kills you, too, if
3: you are prescribed by a doctor and under a doctor's watch, that's different than doing a legal Well, that's what I'm saying.
1: If we made it, you know what I mean? Like, this is what I'm saying. That's the only hang up on why they're not legal is because of the influence of children. So, if we're okay with certain influences, then we got to stop pretending that we're going to be not okay with other influences, is all I'm saying. Because having sex with a porn star could kill you, too. Sex kills people all the time. Irresponsible sex kills people all the time. Now, I'm not going to say sleeping with every porn star is irresponsible, but you can't deny the fact that how many sexual partners you bring into your life definitely increases the amount of, you know what I mean? Dude, how many times do we see a porn star end up, you know, finding out, oh yeah, that's right. I had HIV and I didn't tell anybody for a while.
3: Per capita, a much lower rate of STDs than like their peers. I mean, of age range because they're tested on a weekly basis where most people at Buzzbin are just like, I don't care. I'm not, I'll just slam genitals with you.
1: It's killed some pretty big stars. I mean, Katie Cummings is underneath it right now. It's, you know, Naomi, Naomi, uh, what's her name? Naomi Russell. It took her right out. It's because a guy who was running around in the industry for like five years knew he had it and didn't tell anybody. was faking tests. I mean, stuff can happen. I mean, yeah, I'm going to extremes like anybody does. I don't care if Jimmy G dates a porn star. I'm just surprised that, A, the first day out, he didn't catch more grief over the fact that he was doing it. And now, B, he doubles down on it, and it's like, what? You kind of got away with this for half a day, and now you're just going to be like, no, this is the way this is going down? I mean, again, dude, it's the 49ers. This is where Montana, Joe Montana, the people, the, the guy people are like, no, dude, you're not putting Brady in front of him. Four Super Bowls, in a, you know, that whole thing. And now this guy's just going to be out there and be like, yeah, this is what I'm doing? For like a no-name porn star on top of it? Like, I just was very shocked that this is the way America's handling this story. And I got to imagine it's because he's a good-looking kid the way he look. You know what I mean? I just, I got to imagine. I just, I think that's it. I don't understand how that's happening. There's more Stansberry Show for you. It's right around the corner on Rock 106.9. <laughs> Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. I know I said I wasn't going to do it. Okay. I know, I, dude. I know. I phantom. I know I told you I wasn't gonna. Okay. I'm so sorry. Here it is. I'm so sorry, buddy. But that goddamn beeping in the hallways going on again. <laughs> 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 dude, here's the thing I would have missed it. Like, again, I can be so selfishly in my own world like, oh my God, I got to do the show. Got to put this together. What are we doing here? What's going on here? Where sometimes, like, some of that, that kind of stuff, I can kind of miss it. And you said to me, you're like, dude, you hear the beeps? And now, dude, I went out in the hallway during the break. <laughs> I was walking through to get my coffee, and all I can hear are those beeps. And here's the thing. door shut, and I know I can't hear it, but I can kind of still hear it. And, dude, now y- you've infested the beeps in me. So here's what I don't understand. It would be one thing if this, like, problem in the hallway happened, like, once every, like, six months. You'd be like, oh, okay, okay, something's going on. But it happens, like, twice a week. And so it's, like, whatever it's alerting us to obviously doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Why? At
3: all. It's um it's, it's it's like just hoping that your check engine like burns out where it's like oh yeah my Turn car's the radio car's the it's getting, it's working better now and it's like yeah. no it's no no it's not, no, it's not. I uh, I don't know what it's for um but you're right it can't be that important and like I don't know. Like this is just like like when Dan Deardorff was given his uh, his Hall of Fame speech, he just he unplugged the. Um, <laughs> we're going the, to Deirdre? Well, yeah. Well, like when they, they started flashing the light at him, like wrap your speech up, and he I just don't remember un- this. he unplugged it and just kept going for another half an hour. And it's just like
1: I feel like that's where we're, where we're at right now. Wait, is, hold on, Dan Deardorff just unplugged. Yeah, the, the he was get just like he, he,
3: he just unplugged it and, and just kept rambling.
1: And see, white people wonder why the Apollo has the. Hook. <laughs> they that, gotta pull him that's, off. That's, that's why they had the but I mean, dude Hall of Fame speeches are
3: just notorious for going on and on and on and on and on, and he just didn't care, and I feel like that's where we are right now. It's just like I feel like well should I go unplug that whatever it is should I just start
1: pulling stuff out all right we've uh we, we, we've been tweeted from inside the building, which yeah. is normally hey shut up about the building. <laughs> <laughs> shut up about the building it's uh apparently it's something with the, with the heating and air conditioning, so it's not like not even like our like thing,
3: so it's gonna get sweaty in ears yeah <laughs> it's yeah. Talking about
1: okay, all right. So, like, uh, we opened the show talking Jimmy G, and I, I, again, I don't care that he dates a porn star, I'm just surprised more people don't care. Is all that's basically my only point. And people are like, dude, you're worried about Jimmy G, you got problems on your own team. It's like, you got guys that are doing dumber things on your own team. I was like, whoa, wait a minute, are we sure about that? that?" He's like, dude, you posted it at your own Facebook page, and it's Jarvis Landry, new wide receiver for the Browns.
3: Very excited to have him on board.
1: I like him. Going to be a player. I am. Um, and the position, slot receiver, dude, that's an important thing. I think he's
3: a very um a good person to have in that wide receiving core. If you want those dudes to come out and be dogs and be fighters and be, you know, like that, good that for chip that. on the shoulder, I, like I 100% it. like his presence within that within I do. that unit.
1: I like it. And it seems like him and Tyrod Taylor are starting to get along and like that whole thing. So, yeah, I like Okay, him. That's good. But he had some pretty positive things to say. Okay. He said, you'll be lucky if we don't score 40 on you. We can win the Super Bowl this year.
3: Jeez. Okay. Okay. All
1: right. See, now, see, this is what I said. So I posted the photo, and I let people kind of, like, do their thing. People started liking it, thumbs up, mad faces, hearts. And you know what I mean? Everybody's starting to make comments. So I let everybody kind of, like, get it through their system for a little while, and then I posted my response to it. And I this is what I would say to Jarvis Landry is that if you just stop at you'll be lucky if we don't score 40 on you, the statement's not absurd. Agreed. It's not absurd. 42 in today's NFL isn't crazy. To think you're going to do it every week Okay, but he didn't even say that here.
3: Right, and, and, and especially, like I said, with the, the, the talent that has, has come over to the Browns on the offensive end of the ball, dude, if him and Josh Gordon both get off in a game together, like, yeah, dude, that's totally possible. Yeah, 42
1: is easy. Well, yeah, let's not go crazy easy, with but easy, but doable. It, it can definitely, yeah, it could happen more than one time. Now, going to we can win the Super Bowl this year, all right. Now, I know what you're thinking. You went 0-16, you're 1-13, whatever, the whole thing, right? And so, yeah, it's a little crazy but sports confidence is one of those things where you kind of have to you it's like WWE yeah. you have to suspend the disbelief a little because he can't come out and go we're going to win eight games because then you can say that and feel like that's good but if the players kind of kind of if the players ever admit what the reality of the situation is then we we in the media and then you the fan kind of tag them with uh, they're not all in you're not a warrior
3: do, do I have a problem with a little bit of hyperbole coming out in my pro athletes? No, what do I care, dude? Yes, I expect you to go out there and beat your chest, but you didn't have to say we could win the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, we can beat any team in the NFL. Dude, we're good enough. We're good enough. We're as good as any team in the NFL. That's a little bit more in line than saying, like, yo, we could win the Super Bowl. Because that's what it was. We could or.
1: We can win the Super Bowl. We can win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the world of anything being possible. He's technically right. It's not the smart. I didn't love that. Okay. But again, there are two schools of thought here that, well, I like it. Got to have some swagger. Got to have some confidence. Yeah. Got to get ready to go. Can't deny it. Right. Can kind of understand where that line of thinking comes from. Then there's the other one. Not very good. Haven't been very good. Just got to be humble. Stay humble. Say, you know what I mean? Say this. Can't argue it. A lot of good arguments for it. Good way to go.
3: You haven't played a game yet. You know what I'm saying? And now you're already putting yourselves in Super Bowl contention.
1: So it's really no right, no wrong. It's all how do you want it to be presented to you? And I think a little bit of this new school athlete is going to be a little bit more cocky, in your face, We're allowed, And you're going to have to understand, I keep going back to this, Twitter jacks these guys up. And it's why I think, dude, Twitter's going to challenge establishment. And it's why T.O. Why doesn't feel like he has to come to Canton. And you're going to see more and more of this. Where guys are going to go, dude, my timeline says I'm a Hall of Famer. What do I care? My timeline says I'm a Hall of Famer. And you're going to get a little bit more of this. And there's going to be a little bit more in your face. And we're a little hypocritical. Because what do we always say? I just want them to be real. And here he is. He's being a little... Now, I don't think he's being real, real with the Super Bowl thing, but he's giving you a little, like, what how they're really feeling right now, which is jacked up, ready to go, in your face, got some ego, got some swagger. And, dude, if they come out and they score 40 in the first week in Pittsburgh, you're going to be like, geez, <laughs> geez, look at this. It's, uh,
3: it's going to be such an interesting first half of this season where you're right. If they come out and they win dude if they beat Pittsburgh I'm telling you right now dude world on fire bro like Northeast Ohio in flames we're not going to know what to do with ourselves like make no mistake about that Um, but if they come out and they're humbled and they get beat and beat and beat and beat it's going to be very interesting to see where all this optimism and this well, it's a new era and like how long can you keep that up how long can you keep faith in Dorsey how long can you keep faith in in Taylor how long can you keep faith in Hugh Jackson it'll be interesting to see
1: All right, you can lose faith in Hugh Jackson this year if you're a fan just because you've seen a couple of years of it if you lose faith in John Dorsey this first year I think you don't understand how football works if it's inside of a year like all right this is what I'll say if you have faith in what John Dorsey has done thus far I don't think anything that happens this season should rock that faith outside of zero and 16 again Outside of that, because if inside that he doesn't make a move to, that gets you a win somewhere in that season, fine. I don't think they go 0-16 again this year. As a matter of fact, no. I keep turning on the news, or not the news, but like national shows, and these guys keep telling me it's going to be seven wins. Dude, national shows are telling me it's seven, eight wins. I still think it's closer to four and 12. Now, maybe I'm the doctor, right? You only got three months to live. That way, when you live a year and a half, you, you know what I mean? You think I'm an angel. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit like, geez, my husband's been beating me so long, I don't believe he's good. You know what I mean? So, you know, it could be a little bit of that. But I'm more 4-12-ish, which I still think is, dude, if you give me that this year after the last two years, I I actually like it. So if I get 7, that's going to be wonderful. I'm not sure that's what it is. But I actually kind of like this. Leave the Super Bowl out of it, Landry, like outside of that. But to tell me you're going to go out there, dude, and you're going to be a high-powered offense, you're going to score some points given the fact that we got a new quarterback. You got some new wide receivers. You got some stuff going on. Some positivity heading in your way. Good new running back. Yeah. All right. I can see it. 40 every week. I kind of like it. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. You guys, hang on.
0: The Stansberry Show. kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9
3: Yo, guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Roholt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden, I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Roholt. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, I know you have some questions, which is why the Roholt Vision Institute has made everything perfectly clear for you at their website. That is RoholtVision.com.
1: 1069 Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Munch will be with us. 7 o'clock. Get squared away with uh all your sports stuff. I can't wait. I'm kind of interested to hear what he thinks about franchise quarterbacks. Forget which one. Quarterbacks dating porn stars. I'm interested to see how Munch feels about that. It's been, you know, covering the NFL around it, interviewed plenty of, you know, his befriended athletes. You know, he's been through it all. I mean, dude, that guy was close with Maurice. Claret for a long, long time. I mean, dude, he's been around a lot of tricky situations with athletes. I'll be interested to see what Munch how he feels about that. We'll find out at seven o'clock. We don't normally do this a lot because it's more reserved for the secret menu radio stations.
3: <laughs> secret menu! You
1: know what I mean? Like birthday shout-outs. That's okay. more secret, you know, it's more secret menu stuff. Uh, yeah. But there's a guy who listens to the show religiously. And when he misses it, he podcasts it religiously, comments religiously all over the social media. He's really a very dedicated listener. Nathan Hamilton listens every single day. to his birthday. Happy birthday! And uh, this is this is one of those things that we got to talking about during the break. Fantone and I. Um, he Fantone. I'm talking about now is uh is very good at this one particular thing with Facebook, which is honestly. It's been a head-scratcher for me with you for a long, long time, and I've never asked you about it just because, I don't know, we talk about other things. But as much as I rail against social media, you're actually the one who's less apt to use it. You you will more herald its 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 uses by other people, but you yourself are less likely to use it than I am. I'm much more active, and yet I demonize it, and I think that's why. Maybe it's because I use it more, and that's why I demonize it. I think that's why I look at him shaking his head. I agree but, 100% there, bro. But the one thing you are definitely more active with in social media is on Facebook. It kind of tells you when everybody's birthday is. Dude, you will actually go through, and it's pretty, is it daily? Yeah pretty much daily like before the show starts he'll go through and everybody that that's on that list he'll wish happy birthday to
3: it's um it's an easy thing to do because i and just and people do like it yeah I, I just it's a copy and paste everybody gets happy birthday exclamation point and it's copy paste copy paste copy paste control v control v and uh, i think a part of the reason why is i do know people like it there's no question about oh, that oh for sure
1: people want to be recognized
3: especially like a listener from the perspective of like, dude, I've listened to that guy. Oh, my God. I just sent you a friend request out of nowhere. we like, Now here you are sending me a happy birthday. And right, it bolsters that connection. So, like, there is a little bit of self-serving there with me. And also, I just figured it was kind of well, like... no good deed. A no, a no. It was a no... There was no real risk on my end of like, dude, it's a good thing to do. It's all right. There's not a lot of effort that goes into it. It's control paste or, you know, it's copy and pasting the whole thing. Um, but so today I'm going through my list of, you know, and I've, I've already happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. And as I go through that list and kind of really look at all the names, I'm like, oh, my God, this chick is dead. Oh, like this chick is dead. Are you serious? I know this chick is dead. Like, and she has been for a couple of years now. And I thought to myself. What do I do here? Do I wish did you doing? Do I wish the happy birthday? No. Do I do I do I put so it up? Do, I did. I did. So you know you knew out of the gate. Mhm. That you uh... as, as soon as as and like I said because it'll it'll give you like a list of like sometimes it's three names, sometimes it's 13 names, however many people's birthday today is, but she was probably like the 7th or 8th down and as I'm going through it, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. I'm like, "Oh, dude, this chick is dead." And I thought to myself, "Well, like Okay so should I or should I not do this And to me the reason I went with it The reason it was like yes Is because somebody's still watching that page Whether it's her loved ones or whoever You think so I think so. Now, Facebook, what you can do is I think if enough people send Facebook a message like, yo, this person died, what they will do is make their page an in-memorial, like, you know, an, you know kind of like a, a, a tribute or something. Yeah, it's
1: a, so my buddy Brian died in a car accident, and he, his is like that out there. And honestly, I, I don't know how his family feels. I won't speak for the family. For me, it comes up every year I see it. Honestly, for me, it comes off as tacky.
3: Would you rather just be deactivated or I left alone? Dude,
1: Leave me alone. take me out.
3: Take, take you me off out.
1: The, or take you out. Well, of it. dude, I don't know. I, 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 what I want to say, honestly, if I say what I want to say right now, I'm worried it comes off say really it. egotistical. Say it. I, if, if they wanted to leave, maybe the show page up, because of their, you know what I mean. <laughs> there was a somewhat. I hate referring to myself this way but there was a somewhat of a public figure aspect to to me that'd be one thing. But a personal page like if it was just me and like my family then now not my brother has to see it every year and like oh, no 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 no. I guess it would be up to them maybe.
3: Yeah, I was going to say I think a lot of families would feel different yeah, there. Well, yeah,
1: you feel how you feel. I'm saying like for me if like I would prefer Facebook just like close my account down. I
3: even thought to myself like well should you say like Happy birthday in heaven, or
1: something like that. And no. I was like, no, that makes no, it even worse. Dude. No, no, no. say no, happy no, birthday no. and
3: move on, move, dude. Keep, keep trucking.
1: Like, dude, dude, w- <laughs> yes. In awkward situations, I feel words are like cologne less is more.
3: No spritz. Like,
1: if you're not sure, you can always add later. You don't need to go and go. Once you pour all the obsession on the neck, it's over, bro. It's over. No, I wouldn't do that. See, I I do this sometimes. See, I'm bad about No, I won't say bad about it. I do wish the happy birthday via the Facebook thing. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit more guilty of reserving it more for people I know I interact with a lot right. or that I see a lot or that I maybe actually have met. No. Like, I can't dedicate myself to the daily every single one just because, dude, I am, at, it's like 5,000 people or whatever it is, and it's like, Dude, there's people are born every day.
3: We got a good system here. You're you're sparing with it. I'm liberal with it. You know what I'm saying? We're getting the whole thing covered. Don't worry.
1: Yeah, I'm tough love. You gotta yeah. You gotta work for my happy birthday. You know, control V. You gotta work for it. I don't know why. Why would you? It it means absolutely nothing to me or you. All right, we will find out how much feels about Jimmy Garoppolo. Also, Jarvis Landry talking forty points. I think the I honestly think the Browns could do it. In today's NFL, we'll find out what Munch thinks. That's next on Rock 106.9. Ah,
3: yo, guys, fans, i from the Stansberry Show here. Honor Fighting Championship bringing MMA action back to the flats. That's right. It is Honor Fighting Championship six. It is fight night in Nautica, and all goes down August 18th up in Cleveland. Now, listen, tickets are already moving fast. I don't want you to get shut out, so go get yours at HonorFightingChampionship.com. The lineup is already stacked, and it includes friend of the Sansbury Show, uh, the Vanilla Gorilla, Nick Brashear. He'll be. Making making his MMA pro debut at Fight Night. You don't want to get shut out on this, dude. Tickets still available, uh, including VIP packages. Get yours at honorfightingchampionship.com. Rock
1: 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. It's Friday, 7 o'clock. Time to do one of my favorite things we do all week, which is talk to my good buddy, Mark Munch Bishop. Munch on sports. You can catch him weekdays, Fox Sports 1350 everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. Munch, how are you this morning?
2: So, I am superb. I just kind of shout something out because right. very, very, uh, cool and honored that today, Munch on Sports does something kind of crazy. And Munch on Ohio Sports, I should note, I will be live from Mid-Ohio Racecourse, course, course nice. to the Honda Indy uh, 300 to stop that week, start that weekend off. So, I'll be live there at three to six. And then I'm going to join 10,000 of my closest friends in Mansfield for their final Friday. Could you imagine that? 10,000. Ten thousand people oh, filing to man. downtown Mansfield for this party, Jeez. and some of my boys from out in the country there—Shelby, etc. The <laughs> Red Ball Jets are going to play, and they promised me they're all warmed up for a rousing rendition of the gods. Got to keep it running. I'll be joining them on vocals.
1: Oh, nice! Oh, oh beautiful! Nice. Get <laughs> nice. those Jaeger bombs going, Munch. Nice, nice, nice. I uh, I can't <laughs> wait to see the Snapchat videos. Those are going to be good. I can't wait. <laughs> so, much, I hope it is. So, Munch, I got to start here, and it's uh, yes. I I can't believe this isn't a bigger story. But Jimmy Garoppolo. What? Jimmy Garoppolo, okay. quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers was out to dinner the other night with a porn star. Now, I don't care, okay? But mm-hmm. I but I was kind of surprised that the rest of the that the rest of the country really wasn't talking about it all that much. I mean, it was on, it was on TMZ, don't get me wrong, but it didn't seem like he was getting like the hatred and the vitriol and like the verbal assaults that maybe other athletes would get. And so then he comes out yesterday, handles kind of like the media, at, from, at like the 49ers podium, by the way, and kind of doubles down and says, yeah, my life's a little different now, but whatever, I'm, you know, this is kind of who I am, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but kind of like shrugs it off like it's really not that big of a deal. So let me ask you something. Because, dude, you and I have worked together a long, long time. As a matter of fact, you were my first you know, supervisor in the whole industry. <laughs> now, so, what say, so what I'm saying is, is, Munch, you know, I have dated women who dance, right? And it was talked about amongst staffs of the radio station. Like, dude, can you believe this guy just bringing girls from Christie's? Like, just, you know what I mean? And it was talked about. So, like, if it was talked about as a guy who was hosting afternoons at a rock station, then, and it was like, dude, should you really be doing this? (laughs) Then should a quarterback we just gave $140 million to for a decision-based business be taking out porn stars? Is this where we're headed?
2: You know, if you're asking me, absolutely. Not Arvo. Oh, here's the thing. Yeah. If he is, then that's on him, okay? If he's looking at, well, this is how she makes her living kind of thing. I'll tell you this. If I'm him, I don't want to watch any of flicks, okay? Because I want to be surprised on some things. But the bottom line is that, no, you know what? I've actually heard shrugged off a bit on some national media that, wait a minute, you know what, it's not a good looking, come on, morality, please, back off. This guy is the quarterback, you know, of a football team. He's the most important position. He's the guy to look at. You know, he could have he, Did he fall in love with her? I don't know. If he did, good for him. On down the line, okay, and uh, do your thing. But no, you know what? That's one of those things you're saying. You know what? I hope you understand her. I'm not ashamed of you, of you at all because I'm going out in public with you. However, I, I got to keep this just a little hush hush here. And if you don't understand, then we can't go out. That would not be a very hard thing to say. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. Now. Guys, I spent a lot of time in San Francisco. And I know the team is actually now, what, in Santa Clara or something? It is the San sure. Francisco 49ers. you got to remember this, though, too. San Francisco is, how did the, the late great Paul Kantner or Jefferson Airplane describe it? It's 49 square miles surrounded by reality, okay? <laughs> yeah, so it is true. its it is own true. beast, its own yeah. entity. But yet, nationally internationally, it is bizarre. There's no doubt about it. It is bizarre.
1: It's a franchise quarterback. That's the only thing. It's a quarterback. And it's you're the face of the franchise. It's a different position. The rules are different. We understand that. They get treated differently. It's so you have to act differently. I just am surprised that this was being shrugged off a little bit more. We'll move off Jimmy uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I, I do want to ask you about this Jarvis Landry quote. I'll have to paraphrase again. Mm-hmm. Where he said, We're, don't be surprised if we score 40 on you. We can win the Super Bowl this year. Now, much I told people, I was like, "Look, you got to settle down." Like, I think if he stops the quote at "we can," don't be surprised if we put forty on you. I'm fine with it because I don't think forty-two is out of bounds for an NFL offense in today's NFL. I don't. I don't think forty-two is crazy, and I think that they have increased their amount of talent to where they're maybe capable of it. Now, I don't think every week, because of course that's crazy, but to say we can win the Super Bowl, I think is a little bit far. But I was trying to tell the audience this this morning that with sports confidence, you can't really half it. You kind of do have to go over the top, rah, rah, rah. It's a little bit WWE, a rock movie. You have to suspend your disbelief and buy all in. Otherwise, we'll crucify him for not being ultimate warriors, right?
2: You know what? You're right to a degree. I I don't know about the number, you know what I mean, in a Super Bowl comment. I like his enthusiasm. In fact, here's the sad thing. If we had more like Jarvis Landry, then, yeah, there's no doubt that could happen. Right now, guys, think about this. We have one wide receiver. is Jarvis Landry, okay? Uh, we have Tyrod Taylor, who we know is going to be able to manage the offense. Three running backs. Uh, a lot of other questions that need to be answered. I, the, the Super Bowl, here's what's going to happen, though. You come out against Pittsburgh, and, again, guys, I'm standing by this. Target everything. Beat Pittsburgh. Then your next target is New Orleans, and then you move down the line, Okay. Uh, I don't care if even Huddle beats Steelers, you know, for, with the fist in the air at the end. But the bottom line is you come out and you don't score for your first game. Now, I'll tell you this other players may have in the time in their life with you. Um, if you get beaten that first game and you score a touchdown or 10 points, you don't think the fans are going to take note of that, too? Like the point. exuberance for Landry, you know, there's confidence and cockiness uh, to him. It's a bit more braggadocio uh, and something like that. Why can't you just say, "Hey"? And I know he's excited, and like you said, Dan. But I think it'd be better to come out and say, "Hey, you know what, man? Wow, the sky's the limit for this offense." Bang! There you go. More you know, we're going to make you. some noise this year. Uh, the goal of every team should be to win, to the, Super win the Super Bowl. Right. But when you're a team that's won in thirty-one in the last two years, have that as your goal, but have as a goal winning one game at a time. It's almost like they're in rehab, guys. They're in rehab from freaking losing.
1: Wow. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I, I do I get. I get what you're saying. There's two schools of thought where, you know, keep the humble, keep the humility, or no, you go all out, you gotta you know, you know, you are you're ultra confident. It's all I think it's all just what you prefer out of an athlete.
2: Yeah, you know what, I'm fine, but again, I'd rather have him point to the scoreboard walking up the field on the ninth of September in First Energy Stadium with the Browns one more point than the Steelers and do that instead and uh Go from there. Do I like his excitement, exuberance? Yes. Do I like the fact that he's proved it and gotten it done with quarterbacks? Like who? Ryan Tannehill? Matt Moore? Okay. So it even shows you more so that this guy is legit. He is the real deal.
3: The first step to, uh, to getting that victory uh, against the Steelers week one is going to be the plays that get called, and one of the things that's coming out of Brown's camp right now is the I don't want to say power struggle because it seems like Hugh Jackson has kind of you know handed over the reins to offensive coordinator Todd Haley. Um, but do you feel like that is a, a a challenge for Hugh? Do you feel like from the coaching staff that that's going to be an issue as we look forward to the season?
2: You know it better not be okay that's all I'd say, Matt. What a great question. Here's the thing. Todd Haley is your offensive coordinator. Todd Haley opens things up. The only reason Todd Haley is not in Pittsburgh is to keep Ben Roethlisberger happy, okay? He dueled with Haley a little bit, and it's like, Ben or Todd, Ben or Todd, Ben is going to win that one, okay? Yeah, uh, bottom line is, why do you think Bell wasn't shipped off after all his antics to keep Ben Roethlisberger happy? One thing that he was going to have to take a deep breath on, well, sure, he's going to have a say-so. In fact, he should have a say-so on what's happening defensively, too. You know, if he sees something, go wait a minute. Why are we in that formation again? We just got gashed for 40 yards on the ground in three carries. You know, he's going to be able to say that. He's going to be able to suggest two to Todd Haley, but he's got to give up the reins to Todd as the offensive coordinator. Sure, as head coach, he's got to have a say in that one. So, you know what, as time goes on, and it's going to have to happen quickly, by the night of August, when they play the Giants, is that, though? No, Todd is the offensive coordinator. Todd was brought in to call the offensive plays. Guys, I like you. I like you a lot as a human being. And there's times I have questions. You know, if I break down last year's 0 16, you know, I can give four losses to him. I can give four to Kaiser. I can give two to Coleman. You know, give one to Garrett. Well, you know, we can go on down the line like that. So he's got to realize that, you know, he is the man. If he wants to be offensive coordinator, just say make Todd Haley
1: the head coach. Simple as that. Oh, yeah. I don't think you see that happen in the NFL. But
2: I... No, no. But let's... <laughs> He'll be an offensive coordinator somewhere else. Yeah. He sacked off
1: uh, 0-7. Yeah, yeah, but we'll stick with Hugh Jackson right here, because I think this is interesting. Yeah. Because Hard Knox is getting ready to start August 7th, and there are people who make the argument that Hard Knox is what got Jeff Fisher fired. Because you could start to look inside... Right. You could start to see, it's like, well, there's talent here, there's talent here, there's talent here, there's talent here, and he can't harness this. He can't figure it out. Sure enough, they fire him, they hire Sean McVay, next thing you know, the Rams look like a completely different team. Right? Is there any chance Hard Knocks gets Hugh Jackson fired? That we start to see Oh things- No, you know
2: what? No, and I'll tell you why. And guys, think about this. If he hasn't been fired already, we want to one. <laughs> Hard Knocks, what well, else did Hard Knocks show? Because you know what? Right today, think about it. We have one valid wide receiver. Okay, we have a new left tackle. Could be, uh, uh, after the quarterback, the next most important position on the offense. Still a rebuilt defensive backfield from the scratch. So I don't see how that could happen, guys. Uh, you know, Hugh can get himself fired, but Hard Knocks can't get him fired.
1: Okay, so we have one legit wide receiver, and it's because another one, and we, this is the elephant in the room, Yes, s- stepped away from camp, and it's open-ended. We have no scheduled date of return for Josh Gordon. And I maintain that if we have no scheduled date of return for him, that it was not necessarily a planned exit. I also don't buy into the team would just allow him to skip camp and hard knocks due to deal with what he's going through. I don't believe it. I really don't. And I think if they were going to allow that to happen and it was a plan that they would have softened the blow and told us all way before when they did. Because here's why I don't totally believe they would allow him out. The GM, keep rolling, bro. The GM of the team didn't want to be on hard knocks. Had stomped his feet in the office, said, "I don't want to do this," and they're doing it. Meaning, if the GM doesn't have the power to get the team not to do it, then why does one wide receiver then have the power not to be in it? And I think you have the possibility of losing the locker room if you allow things like that to happen. I understand it's very 2018 to be very understanding of people's problems and let people step away. I understand that, but I also think that that would lend itself more to they would have told us months ago to get the social media retweets and like pleasantries of oh look the Browns progressive, look at him being smart and handling this situation the right way, thinking about his mental well being. That's not what happened here. I don't buy it. I don't buy what's being told. And I believe if it was a plan that there would be a scheduled date of return. So you're right. We got the one right receiver. And I also don't buy that we're 100% committed to Josh Gordon because if you were, you wouldn't have been trying to get on the phone with Des Bryant all day the other day, right?
2: Bro, I, was, I just want you to keep rolling on this. Here's the saddest thing. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here's the saddest thing. We all want Josh to get better. Absolutely. Like I said, get, get better. Please, the Browns are doing a disservice to the fans, to the teammates, to the organization, to Josh, by leaving him around. It's so apparent that football is not good for him right now. Okay? Number two, if this was Rashad Higgins, he would have been cut a year ago. Okay, Thank you. Number three, the talent means squat. If he can't use it, you know, it's something else, guys, and, and, and not stuff you know, Everybody's oh, he's going to be back. He'll do this. He'll do that. He'll do this. He'll do that. Please just knock that nonsense off. Okay. You're the reason the team is one in 31 last oh, year. Cause I you rubber stack everything. And Dan, I'm going to come to your defense too, is that if this was something that was coming down the pike, we would have found out a while back And last week, some things come down. You know, we don't know. Did he miss a test? Did he, they haven't said if he failed or not Because. Did he not take it, or did he take it, and they asked him to keep it wrapped up until hard rocks? Who knows, but there's definitely more that meets the eye here. I look at it differently, my dear friend, and I love the guy. He's one of the most compassionate, wonderful men in the world, Steve Dorshik from the Canton Repository. He's looked at it differently. He says, much. You know, if this is how they have it going on, so fine. I look at it as the Browns have failed him because if what they're doing worked out properly, then he would be there in camp with them. You know, Steve said, well, if, you know, to keep him straight and narrow, then he can't be in camp, then so be it. But wasn't the goal? To get him healthy, clean, and sober, and then get him to play for the Cleveland Browns. Right now, it doesn't look like they're accomplishing any of that.
1: Wow. There's Mark uh, that's Mark Munch, Bishop Munch on Ohio Sports. Catch him weekdays at three, Fox Sports 1350. He's everywhere on the free iHeartRadio at Munch. We'll talk to you again next week, buddy. Thanks, guys. Keep rocking us. Thank you very much. All right. There is a piece of video that we found. It's actually online at WRQK.com. We have a little bit of audio from it and had to like you know edit some stuff out because of the swearing in the thing. But dude, this is one of the best pieces of video I have ever seen ever seen. That's next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We do have another set of those and Cambria tickets. We'll pass those out 930 this morning. I saw this piece of video this morning. I guess it was floating around a little bit yesterday. And uh, it's just a minute long. And it's at wrqk.com for you. And uh, we also have it linked at the Facebook page. Obviously facebook.com slash Stansbury Show. And it's one of the best things I've ever seen. It's great. It's amazing. And part of the reason why is, is like any time a fight breaks out and it's not supposed to, like fights are great in the UFC, don't get me wrong, those are awesome. But any time a fight breaks out and it's not supposed to, it's like a car on fire on the side of the freeway. It's it's the reason why the freeway is jam-packed, because everybody has to slow down and you, you have to watch it. You have to watch it.
3: And I know there's people who are going to be like, well, put your phone away and go help the person in the burning car. But this isn't a burning car. This is two hood bitches going at it. I love it, dude.
1: And love it. And that's just the other part. That's the other part that makes it great is that it's a woman fight and women fight chick fights are the best. It's part of the reason why Ronda Rousey was one of the biggest stars in the UFC. It's because there's something about women fighting that it's not. It's for some reason we view it as not natural. Men are supposed to fight testosterone, more childlike, don't know how to handle their emotions as well. So when women lose their control in public, come off their cool, and they start going at it, it's awesome. And then the weave
3: gets pulled out, dude. And then you know it's on, dude.
1: So now you throw in on top of all of that that it takes place in a fast food restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. And it starts, the whole thing starts, or at least the part that I've been privy to starts With a consumer throwing a milkshake at one of the workers inside the fast food place. We have a little audio. You know what? Let's just take a listen. Okay, so all right, all right. So I'm I'm trying to roll the video with it. Okay. Now I don't know if I have this lined up perfectly, but as I'm watching the video here. You see the milkshake fly and then the manager and you know cuz she's got the white shirt on. Oh yeah, she looks yeah, official. Yeah, she's got the you know the blue slacks white shirt. Right? She's ready to go. She comes out and this woman is massive. Huge. Massive. Now I'm not just talking like girth. She's Fanta, you're six seven? Yeah. This woman's taller than you, right? <laughs> dude,
3: this woman, and she's well over six, dude. She's six, and there's girth behind it too. No, like, she no, this, she's got
1: girth. <laughs> but what I'm saying, no, like all joking aside, she's six four at least, right? She's
3: six she's definitely six foot plus, dude. She is a big, oh, big, I, big woman.
1: I think you're underselling her. I think she's way over you're six You're saying
3: four. definitely, you're saying definitely taller than Baker Mayfield
1: she 's definitely i uh, fanto she's definitely <laughs> taller than me i 'm six one probably and sh- like right around there six one and she's definitely taller than I am Posting
3: stands very up
1: and so she comes around the corner this now she's already had a milkshake thrown at her right <laughs> she comes around the corner and now the hood Chick like that's throwing the milkshake grabs like a plastic like fast food tray and like thumps her on the side of the face with it and Big Mac as she's been <laughs> as she's been labeled by the Stan's Ray Show audience at Facebook Big Mac keeps coming she just keeps coming for more and dude when she gets her hands on her. She's now got the girl bent over like the ketchup bar. You know what I mean? Hey, get your lid for your soda. She's now got her bent over the ketchup bar, and she's just thumping her with, (laughs) just like thumping her with right hands in the face. It is so good. The chairs, you hear them, those those metal chairs that look heavy, but yet they're, like, light as air. Like, those things, if you just touch them with a fingernail, they flip over. Yeah, they're flying everywhere in there. Oh, she's got her on top of one of the boots now. (laughs) She's got on one of the boots. So now one of the other. This must be the shift manager now because <laughs> that's a that's a blue button down shirt. You can always tell the hierarchy of. Oh man- yeah. Oh
3: yeah. How many buttons do you have on it? You can I mean, always man. tell
1: the hierarchy of management there. Yeah. The closer you get to smock, the more it is you didn't like set the
3: schedule. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so now there's two managers. A guy you now in between like three chicks trying to fight. Like, you hear that? Did you hear that? Like, punch, like, smacks, like, pure, like, punch smacks to the face. Stop it. Stop it. Oh, okay, 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 okay. That's, uh, that may be a little far. I, uh, I, uh, dude, I've never seen anything quite like this in quite a while. This is, um, it's, I, 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 There's something awful about taking this much pleasure and people breaking down in society like this, but it's awesome. Do you have more of that? We'll finish off. Okay.
3: See? What are you talking about, my mom, bitch? So this, oh, so the woman oh, is got, that what she said? Yeah. I was
1: wasn't sure what she said.
3: So the woman that just got her ass kicked is still running her mouth, like
1: the 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 the. the she's hood. being like 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 ragged out by like both these managers.
3: And yeah, the second manager comes up and she starts pounding boobs on her. flopping out of the tubes. <laughs> right there's just there's just just boobs everywhere. This woman she's got like a wedgie going. It's out of
1: control. It's one of the best things I've ever seen. Respect my... Dude, how are you getting your ass kicked talking about respect my mama? Whoa. So at this
3: point, you hear her say, hit me with that chair. That's the yeah. manager saying, hit me with that chair. Because the and hood she, chick... And she has, does. Well, she's picked up the chair, but the the manager just grabs it out of her hands. Just like yanks it away from her.
1: Big Mac. Yeah, she's pulling it right out of her I'd love to do the Facebook fans <laughs> have already named her. I love it. <laughs> They not ready. They not ready. They not ready. They not ready. They not, ready. They they not, not ready. ready. Bitch, you just got your ass kicked over ketchup. This is this is what I love. Th- I love ghetto fights because they pick one saying. And you hear it all six minutes. It's World Star, they ain't ready. <laughs> World Star, they ain't ready. All six minutes of the video. If you got a couple of minutes to kill at work, and let's be honest, you all do. None of us take our job seriously, especially on Friday. Check that out at wrqk.com because, God, is it worth every bit of that one minute and 11 second view? Oh, oh, oh so good. More Stansbury Show right around the corner. You guys, hang on.
0: The Stansbury Show. That guy knows have party. Rock 1069.
1: Rock 1069. Welcome back to The Sansbury Show. Before the break, we were uh, talking about this video we have online for you at WRQK.com. bunch of chicks fighting in a fast food restaurant. And I don't know if this is true or not, but Twitter's telling me that the whole fight starts and took place because the customer was trying to put soda in like a free water cup. <laughs> a free water cup.
3: Big Mac not having that. And dude, that. here's
1: the thing on this, is that this is obviously one of those things that happens in communities... That's enough of a like a reference because Donald Glover did this in Atlanta. Like the first season of Atlanta, the promotion of the show was he's in a fast food restaurant, he's got like a water cup and he's putting soda in it, and there's no audio. He just puts his finger up to his mouth to shh to the person working behind the counter, and they don't say anything. So this is obviously like a thing.
3: Oh, it's very much a thing, and like I'm sorry, but if you're over the age of ten. Twenty-one, I was gonna say. If you're a 18. teenager, if you're an idiot kid and whatever, twenty-two is what I'm gonna say. Is dude, if you're old enough all to right. be in the bars and you're still pulling that, like, come on, man, come on. Like, if, and especially, dude, I've seen families do that before, and I'm like, dude, you're teaching your kid it's okay to steal. Like, that's that's the message that you're giving your child.
1: It is so funny the human beings' line of what is theft and what is not.
3: Right, like it's stealing. It is. There's like, no debating it. All
1: right. So my buddy's got a maid. Right. Right. And um, he, he, he works in Ohio. He doesn't live here, but okay. he works here all week. And then he goes home, you know, during the weekend and he's got this maid, and she's a little, what he calls sticky fingered. Okay. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, dude, she'll steal like the loose change in my apartment when she's cleaning the apartment. I was like, well, dude, are you going to say something? He's like, eh, dude, I don't care. He's like, it's not really, the- I don't need the money. He's like, it's not really. Uh. Theft. And I was like, well. Bro, what I the only reason I I was like I wouldn't care if my maid stole like a dollar fifty in quarters from me. No, it's a dollar fifty. Exactly right. But the problem is, is that aren't I then just training my maid that, that she can eventually keep going up this ladder?
3: How would she not? And then
1: eventually, aren't I just going to force myself into having an uncomfortable conversation with like, where's my V? You know, not VCR. Jesus Christ, <laughs> come <laughs> on, get it together. Don't even say iPod. No, but where? But
3: where is my Apple whatever. Watch? Where you know what I mean? Like, where is sure, this? Yeah, and whatever. yes, if, if, once you allow that, of course, it's going to continue to do to just, you know, to compound on itself there. So uh, let me ask
1: you a question, okay. ethically. Because people steal from their offices all the time, Okay, right? So like this pad of paper I have right now, right. Right? It's, a, it's a legal pad, right? right? These are not supplied to me. Now, normally when I don't have them, I'll go to the dollar store and I'll buy them. It's okay. I, can, I feel like spending a little bit of my own money on what I do for a living isn't necessarily outside the lines of like, you know, uh, you know decency or whatever. But they supply them to the sales department and I know where they are. And so I steal these now from the sales department, and I use them. But I'm using them for work. Right. Everybody's... So is this... Am I, is this theft? No, you're using work supplies for, for work. work. Okay, so now, not theft.
3: If 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 I mean, and I if I took
1: toilet paper home,
3: that is theft. theft. And I know there's going to be the justification of like, well, they underpay me, and like, fine, dude, you can Robin Hood it in your mind all you want to, but when push comes to shove, you know you're doing something wrong. You're not doing that in front of your boss, right? You're hiding it when you do it, right? So like, you yes. know, you know you're doing something wrong yes. there.
1: Now so, I know I'm on video because I know where one of the cameras is, and right? I know and uh, and I know where you know these pads are. And it's right on camera. And so, actually, every time I do it, I just kind of pull them out, and I turn around, and I point right to them, and go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I'm taking it." It's like, dude, it's like the Lion King. I just pull up the pad right above me. I got Simba just hanging out in front of me, and I steal. But like, it is very funny where the human being has the line of what is theft and what is not. I, I
3: know you probably think to yourself, "Well, dude, it's just a little, you know, cup I full how I of steal of, Every day, of pop, but like, dude, it, 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 big picture is that fast food restaurant going to lose money on that? No, dude, they make that's the of of all the stuff they soda is usually the, the markup the, mar- the highest markup yeah. so you're gonna be good. okay you're not like bringing down the financial empire but you are teaching your kid that like yo this is okay to do well it, that breaking rules
1: is all right depending on what the rule is
3: you're right just because you don't agree with it okay like, but
1: since we all kind of kind of do this stuff right now like is do you really need to teach the kid that that's what you do or are all human beings just going to kind of figure that out when you get a little older in life that yeah, little theft here is all right um, I mean aren't we all going to get there are
3: you are you ever you saying hey give me a Water and using that cup for pop for pop?
1: No, but I have the money. I don't know if I don't know who I am without it. I mean, did you take the money out of my hand? Am I maybe likely to swindle some lemonade? I no, though you know what? I will say this. I want to, but I am worried that I'm the guy that has to like walk quietly out of the restaurant after being caught and like, you know, to me, being yelled at, and the embarrassment of that.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say a little bit of public shame there of like, dude, you should be embarrassed of that. If Because yeah. and there's the thing, I know there are people who are listening to to us right now that are doing who it. do it on a regular basis and who are like shut you don't know anything, but like, dude, you should be embarrassed about that a little bit.
1: Like I would never litter in front of my kid either. Like, cause I do believe you're like, like a kid could learn like, oh, that's okay. Like, that's all right to do. Like I wouldn't do that. And I find littering to be awful and yeah, I wouldn't be all right. Yeah. I wouldn't take free soda in front of my kid either. Like I wouldn't do it. There's something about, I feel lucky about the fact that I feel like I would never have to like steal the soda.
3: There's people who will steal from other people. And like, I know there's a line there. There's people who will steal from businesses. And then there's people who will steal from their business. You know what I mean? Like your employer. And there's, there's, it almost feels like three very
1: different. Oh, I'll rip this place off for sure. Like I would steal from
3: here for sure. There you go. Hopefully the boss man driving in right now. can be Oh well, those I mean,
1: here's the thing. I would have to take the company vehicles home for them to, to even break even with this place. <laughs> like, let's be honest about what it is. You know what I mean? Let's. Uh, we only want talk about. You know what? Let's not. Let's, let, let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, not. Let's, let's 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 not do that. Let's absolutely not do that. Instagram, dude. I had no idea, dude. When you find out, Phantom, when you find out how much celebrities are making on Instagram. Bro, we got to step our game up, dude, okay. in a large, large fashion. Wait till you hear these dollar amounts. That's next on Rock
0: 106.9. The Berry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This
1: is a dream coming.
0: This report is brought to you by Taco
1: Bell. 106.9. Welcome back to The Berry Show. co Cambria. Tickets up for grabs, 930. I slept all afternoon yesterday. I missed the whole day, and uh, Fantoso told me, he's like, dude, it's like your boy Tom Petty. Like they announced yesterday, box that come in September. Unreleased stuff, huh?
3: Yeah, I think there's four CDs of unreleased stuff.
1: Um If I'm gonna be honest, I don't always love that. And I worry about what the motivation for that. Like, so like take Prince, right? Like that was gonna happen with him. I don't know if it ended up did you know happening or not. When the artist is dead, I worry about that. Especially like take an artist like Prince and like Tom Petty, right? Like these aren't young artists who are trying to like make their name, these are legends. And so, and they both have studios at their homes. So my guess is if Prince or Tom Petty felt like this stuff was good enough to be out, it would have been out. And so isn't the fact that they didn't put it out more indicative that they didn't want us to have it and they didn't want it out? Like, and isn't there, I was talking about this with Fantone earlier this morning, as a matter of fact, that I think the Foo Fighters who were just in town the other night and i guess did a killer set i wish i would have went almost three hours i heard i think they're a way better band than nirvana but because they've been out like they're still here and the last two albums weren't up to like what most people consider par for the foo fighters to be they don't feel as special because nirvana like pulled up early now i'm not i don't want you know suicides out of rock stars but truth i think true to the heart artistry in bands like that, it's like a 10-year thing, max. And then kind of like, just kind of like... But again, you need like, I think it's like 25 years active or whatever before you even be considered for the Rock Hall or whatever. But you you take my point there where it's like, you can overstay your welcome at the party. And I just worry that if the, if the artist was alive and had the ability to put out music whenever they want, and Tom Petty and Prince definitely did, then they would have put it out if they thought it was good enough to go out.
3: The first song that I can find from it called Keep a Little Soul... A Little bit right here. Oh we have it. One more count. Two, one. And two. One, two,
1: three. I always say it, you know it's Tom petty right away. Right out of the gate, dude. Right away. Right out of the gate. Right away.
3: He's so good. I even I've been kinda like it already. already. I can kinda hear it and I'm like, alright, this
1: sounds good. Like even the She's the One soundtrack, he did that. It was great.
3: Never heard this? Not that I remember.
1: Oh, yeah, I love it already. He just flicks the happy switch in my brain. He does. He just always has. To.
3: Yeah, so box set coming out in September. I think four, four discs of unreleased stuff. All
1: right, then, see, this flies in the face of what I was just trying to say, because this I, I want more of this. I want, <laughs> I want 100 of these. Give me 100 of these. And again, now I have to admit, Tom Petty, probably a top three artist for me. I love him. And I think he's probably one of the best singer-songwriters of that generation, for sure. I mean, he was amazing. Um, but it is it does feel weird for somebody else to greenlight their art for me.
3: I wonder if this is one of those things when you are an artist of this caliber, is this one of those things it's probably in your last wishes, right? You probably have at least oh. some you've communicated somewhat to your loved ones and your lawyer and your inner circle of like what keep do I want what do I want to happen with this stuff? Oh, I missed that.
1: Okay. Oh. All right. Maybe you get to legacy status and you tell your people, you know what, keep me alive.
3: Right. When I die and it's inevitably happening here, like it's oh. okay, this is what this is what I want to happen. Would
1: have never thought of that. And
3: I would I would assume too that there's probably Probably a little bit of in your final wishes where you're like, Yeah, you know, I've made my family millions of dollars, but if this can help a little
1: bit more, you're gonna you're
3: gonna you're gonna push that out, I think, right? Because
1: what are you gonna lose immediately when I go?
3: Right. Right, 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 right. That income, for the most part, pretty much dries up there. No
1: more tours, no more, no more merch, no more. You know. And I could see Tom Petty actually having enough foresight to go, you know what? Not only my family, but release this and let's take care of some of the people that were part of this thing all along because their salaries did go away. Now his guitar player now playing with Fleetwood Mac because Lindsey Buckingham has backed out of that, and Mike Campbell. I, I'll say, I've said it a thousand times. He's the most underrated guitar player in in the history of music, if you ask me. Um there's arguably other names Mike Campbell's definitely on the list and now he's not with Fleetwood Mac so he'll be all right but dude a lot of those other guys are just musicians in in a band
3: The um the song that we were just listening to um, Keep a Little Soul recorded in 1982 but this box set will reportedly have songs throughout the entire tenure of Tom Petty's run so where it's
1: 1982 so Hard Promises came out in 1981 <clears throat> so it would have been after after that Okay, all right. I'm trying to figure out where he was there. So was long after dark, maybe right after that. Before I, 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 I'm, I'm struggling to figure out the order of the albums there. But okay, I love him, man. So I, I know it flies in the face. Yeah, I'm, I'm buying it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't release artless. top A says it's all right, but make one copy because I want it. Yeah, I'm such a I'm such a hypocrite there. But I uh, I do love him, man. And I was listening to him the other day, as a matter of fact. And I do a lot. But I was out on the golf course. I was listening to him. And I heard... It was on my playlist, my iHeartRadio playlist. There you go. Get it in there. I have a golf playlist that I use. And uh, I made it on iHeartRadio. And, and and both songs played on it. it, it I heard Free Fallen, which we actually just played not that long ago. And then Running Down a Dream. And I thought to myself, I'm like, I know he's a top three artist for me, but you take just me out of it. The fact that the same guy wrote both those songs and they're both so good, Tom Petty was the real deal, man.
3: I think Tom Petty on his own, because not... The greatest singer in the world, unique voice, but but a very unique voice, and I think very much much like Primus, how I feel the same way about Les Claypool's voice. Not great on its own, but so great within what was happening around it. Everything complemented each other in those bands so well, where they just it very much wove in together there, and like it's just it's it's classic music. Like it, it really is like true to the heart, timeless, like great music, and no matter what
1: you're doing. I have always said this, that Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers' greatest hits, I don't care what you're doing. You playing cards on the back deck, it'll work. Out on the boat, getting drunk, day drunk, it'll work. Bar crawl, on the party bus, it'll work. And no, Dude, on the golf course, it'll work. Hanging out with friends, dinner party, it'll work. Tom Petty's greatest hits, there's no moment in your life it's not okay for. It's just, that's his legacy, is that it's plug and play music wherever you are. And ultimately, if you ask me, that, to me, is the mark of a genius. That, to me, is the mark of a true artist. I
3: didn't know we were going to Tom Petty
1: Stroke Fest here, man. Like, yeah, I good Lord, I,
3: did, I, did not, I didn't expect this at all.
1: Well, stop sets are a little short this summer. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you got to stretch out. got to help everyone out. So there you go. Get a little actual Tom Petty, though. More Stansberry Show, and the stars are raking it in on Instagram. That's next on Rock
0: 106.9. The Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9.
1: Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. And loaded down with Coe and Cambria tickets. We'll pass those out at 930. This was a hard thing for me to read this morning. All right. Okay. Um. I believe that most people listening to the radio right now, my guess is you're underpaid. Okay. Because I believe most people in the United States are underpaid. I feel as if I am a little bit underpaid. I know that I am. I know Fantone is also underpaid. Now, don't go overboard about it because, again, like I said, I feel like most of us are. It's just the way it is. We are going to have to have a pay revolution in this country at some point on some level. Okay, I don't know how you do it. I don't know if it's universal basic income. Nobody really knows. And anybody who tells you that they know for sure, they're lying to you. Okay, but this was hard to read because I don't. I don't envy celebrity at all. I don't envy like anybody with a bigger spotlight than me. I'm not looking for that. And I don't even want all of your celebrity money because of what it can buy me. I care about money on a different level. It's a different thing I'm after. And I always talk about this, where uh, this country is not what gives you your freedom. Money is what supplies you freedom. The more money you have, the more things you can do, and the less responsible you are or the less reliant you are on other people and uh the less places people can tell you you have to be at certain times and so I want a celebrity's money because I want more freedom, I want more choice over where I go, come and go as I please, do what Sansbury wants, less be here now, do this now, okay. But that's where the celebrity thing goes apart, because most of these people don't just get to lay around and enjoy their money. They have to be here now, promote this, be here, do this show, go do this, play this sport, back-to-backs, get on the plane. they got to move around too much. There's a lot of job in being a celebrity. There's a lot of work at st- at staying on top.
3: Yeah, but people have a very, very, very hard time hearing well,
1: that. Well, you know why? And it's because, pe- it, and I always say this, if something looks easy to you, it's because, or sounds easy, people say that to me all the time, who couldn't do your job? And I always say this, I got to fight the temptation to look back at you and say, well, off the top of my head, you. Or the person that couldn't do it. It's If something looks or sounds easy to you, I would say that 8 out of 10 times, 7 out of 10 times, let's be fair to it, 7 out of 10 times, it's because of how much work that person's putting into it and how good they are at it making it look that easy.
3: I'm going to say 99% of the time it's based on what that person did that you did not do. For whatever reason, um, people have a very hard time with like, well, they're more successful than me, therefore they have to be smarter than me or more talented than me or whatever Brighter. more than me. No, it's but no. The vast majority of the time, they did not. They did not get deterred from their dream. They kept going at it when you decided to do something else, and that's really most times what the difference is. Yeah,
1: I, I would say that honestly. No, that, that let's just take me as the example that. I have achieved, every, and it's not like I've achieved a ton, but everything that I have gotten in this industry and been through and like got this promotion or this and that, it was all because you know why? It's not because I was smarter than anybody else. It definitely wasn't that. It wasn't that anybody thought I was that much more talented than, than anybody else. Most of my things have happened is because people didn't think enough of me because they didn't see me coming because I, it was like, oh, ah, yeah, 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 him. And then next thing you know, you start knocking down more and more doors. It's about the fact that I was, I, I, dude, I, when I first started in radio, I slept at the radio station more nights during the week than I slept at my house because I I remember dude a guy named Mike Oneski was one of the guys I worked with underneath actually at the first rock station I worked at and he said to me he goes you know how I know you're gonna make it because you want it more than anybody else that's in your class anybody else that's coming in right now he's like you want it more dude you live breathe and die with this he's like and that's why it's gonna be the thing he's like people who want to be on the radio He was like, people who work at radio stations, who aren't on the radio yet, who would like to be in the studio, he's like, I tell them all the same thing. He told me this. He goes, if you can picture yourself doing anything else for a living, get out because the job's too competitive. There's too many people that want to do it. It will swallow you whole. And he was right.
3: Now I think there is, you know, luck and circumstance and opportunity all play a part into things. But success well, lucked, for sure. Success in especially once you get into like celebrity territory, it's an iceberg where you think you see it all, and you're like, oh, there it is. You don't see what is behind the scenes. You don't see what's under that water. Well,
1: there's that iceberg meme that goes on Facebook. What we see, and it's like success, and then underneath it was like all the failures and like all the stuff that goes through. And that is totally true. And again, people like a lot of times with athletes. Oh, look, just shooting free throws. It's like, yeah, dude, but that guy gets gave up every day of his life for 20 years to shoot free throws right. to be in that moment.
3: Right. When you decided, eh, I'm going to go to this party, he was out there shooting taco. free throws. I'm exactly. going to drink that
1: beer. Taco Tuesday. Right. I wonder if my beer is in the fridge at all missing <laughs> me the way I miss it. He, well, he was, he was shooting free throws. Exactly right. But these people, these celebrities are making a ton of money from their Instagram accounts. Okay. And I get it. Because essentially what a celebrity is... It's, it used to be called endorsing, but now what you're doing is you're an influencer. Yeah. That's the new buzzword That's in the industry. That's what they industry. call us now in the industry. Celebrity influencers. That's
3: like when it went from pro wrestling to superstars. Right. That's exactly what right. happened there. Okay. We're influencers. Okay. You're
1: influencers. And I'm a little tongue in cheek with this, but obviously like real celebrities are influencers. If, oh my God, if they wear that, oh my God, they drink that. Yeah. Oh my God, they use that. Then you want it. This is what I've said about Twitter. That if is uh, the more celebrities get in trouble on Twitter, the less of them are going to use it, lose it less often, that that's going to be what eats it. Is that when the influencers aren't using it, you won't think it's cool and you won't want to be on it. But these celebrities are making a ton of money via their Instagram accounts just by, like, tagging businesses in on them. Like, let's take... All right, Beyonce just here the other night. Just played in Cleveland the other right. night. She's got a hundred and fifteen million followers. She comes in at number five on this list of celebrities paid the most per Instagram post. This is per post what she charges. Like if she if she posts something wearing your thing or that tags your thing or is it your business? It's seven hundred thousand jeez
3: dude i thought you were gonna say seven thousand and i was like okay that's probably about where it needs to be seven hundred thousand dollars
1: well hold wow. on hold wow on. wow i gotta wonder because i don't know but if i was to buy a 30 second tv commercial on comedy central does it hit 115 million people
3: no, 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 no. Now, you can't guarantee that every follower you have is necessarily going to see that, but no, a Comedy Central commercial will not be hitting, hitting 115 million people. No. Enough
1: Beyonce people are watching every Beyonce post close enough to where enough of those people are going to buy something wow. to where you're going to make the money. I think, right? $700,000 she makes. Let's see, here's another one. All right, The Rock. Okay. All right. People champ. Da- He's got 109 million followers. He's charging 650,000 per post. That's what that's on. All right. These are averages. Okay. Okay. This is about on average what he makes.
3: I know he gets a big um, any movie he does. He gets a big cut of it or not cut. He gets an extra payment on it because he says, I will promote this on my social media. I know with like Rampage and that burning tower movie or whatever, that was a part of his contract is like, no, you're cutting me off at least another million dollars just so I promote you, which makes
1: sense. I mean, the more he promotes it, the more tickets you're going to sell, right? It's kind of like one of those things where, yeah, it's probably worth it. Kim Kardashian, again, 113 million followers, right? About $720,000 she charges. And again, here she is. She's in a bathing suit looking really good. God damn, is She's sexy. And she, like, tags KKW Beauty in this thing. I don't know who that is, but I'm sure girls who follow her do. And, and then she's also, like, tagging a couple of other, like, makeup people and this and that. So, like, yeah, she's probably... Probably what happens is is the beauty company pays a little bit, and then the makeup artist probably pays her a little bit. And so, yeah, if you spread it... That's actually really smart. If you spread it across, like, three different... Or are
3: you charging each one of those people... Seven hundred, Yeah, like, yo, if you want me to put this on here, fine. I'll tell you what bikini I'm wearing, but here's give me my give me my eight hundred thousand dollars. I'll tell you what makeup I'm wearing, but give me my eight hundred thousand dollars. Dude, you're making a million dollars plus per post there.
1: Cristiano Ronaldo, who I'm told is the second largest sports star in the world behind LeBron James, is what I'm told.
3: I think you can make the argument, is he the biggest? But he's, I mean, just enormous. Like, as big as it gets, and it's soccer, and I know America hates it.
1: 133 million followers. He's charging around $750,000 per post. This is Cristiano Ronaldo. He comes in at number three on the list of stars. Um, Selena Gomez has 138 million followers on her Instagram. Hers is 800,000 per post. I have never been paid to post anything per Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook. What I will do is like when a client sometimes is like, hey, can we get a little added value here? Like you endorse our products. we put, We compensate you for that. Can you give us a little added value here? And I've agreed to do that, obviously, because I want strong relationships with my business partners. So I will agree to do that. Um, but, and again, I don't deserve to make like, you know what I mean? To get paid per post. I wouldn't imagine. But, um, you I mean I'm not a celebrity on that level, but Jesus
3: I think having these numbers put in front of me, it's like, well, how much is it worth, though? You know what I'm saying? Is it worth five hundred dollars? It's got to be worth something. Is it worth five
1: hundred to you? I mean, maybe it is. So the number one celebrity endorser via Instagram right now, she has 138 million followers. It should not be surprised who. It should not surprise anybody who this is. She's all over the place. It's Kylie Jenner. She's got 138 million followers. She's making a million dollars per post. These women have fallen ass backwards. Now, again, to have manufactured it this long, though, there's something behind it. But they did kind of fall ass backwards into this just money printing machine. And that's where the jealousy comes from, because it does kind of come off like they cheated the system somehow, like they cheat coded their way to being like ultra rich. I
3: mean, Super Bowl commercials this past year cost five million dollars for a 30 second ad. And this chick is getting paid a million dollars for a thirty-second picture.
1: Yeah, I think TV's got to reevaluate. TV yeah, and radio need guys, to reevaluate. Crazy like, right ma- like now. maybe what we've done as an industry has bought our own hype too much. Like, oh, or people use. You know what I mean? Like, ah, dude, we should probably dig our, you know, dig our heels in the sand a little bit more and be like, mm, no, 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 dude, you're coming off of it. But you know, who knows? I, uh, I would like to be paid, <laughs> you know, per Instagram post. Like if anybody is, not you know, interested in that, the Instagram, by the way, is Dan because somebody hijacked the old one and sold it from me so that's how you you find that. More Stansberry Show is right around the corner. You guys, hang on. Aye.
3: Yo, guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Roholt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Rohold. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, I know you have some questions, which is why the Roeholt Vision Institute has made everything perfectly clear for you at their website. That that is 1069.
1: Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show Find Phantom tomorrow, 11 to 1 It'll be at the new Speedway on Fulton and Neverhard From 11 to 1 tomorrow Social media can be a harsh place I, um Occasionally will share photos and stuff with you guys And sure enough Five minutes after you do it Some people are like, hey man, things are good, this and that And then there's always people who just have to Make you feel awful about who you are and yeah, you can talk to me about, well, it really says more about them than it says about you, you know what I mean? And they're just, you know, trying to make themselves feel better, trying to tear people down. Yeah, that's fine, but it still makes you feel bad, right? And the internet, a lot of times, is where people just go to be negative about stuff. I maintain a lot of it, it's just people are unhappy in their lives, and so they just, like, take out their anger... On other things that they really don't hate as much as they're saying they're due. It's just they don't know how to handle the stuff in their own life that they hate. And so they combat it by saying, oh, that that athlete's the worst.
3: Yeah, everything feels the same size on social media, so it's very like, I'm mad about this, and I'm mad about this, and this all equally affects me. And it's like, in your real life, you wouldn't be this way. But for some reason, when you get on the www dot, it it all just feels very like... well "Well, Everybody
1: gets bolder, everybody gets stronger, everybody gets a little bit of that, you know what I mean? It's like one of those things. And I don't care who you are. People are looking to hate you. I don't care how successful you are, how good-looking you are. There are people like, all right, we'll take a social media starlet, a Twitter starlet who everybody loves. And you can tell by the way I'm setting it up how much I hate her. Her name's Chrissy Teigen. Now, I don't talk trash about, you know, Chrissy Teigen, other than the fact that I find her tweets to be annoying. But like people are always fawning over how beautiful she is. Now, I don't think Chrissy Teigen's all that good looking. Now, she's obviously an attractive woman, but she doesn't do much for me. But there are people like me who don't find her attractive that then go on and like trash her for how ugly she is. Now, of course, Chrissy Teigen's not ugly, but that's what people do. And it happens to men, too. Now, you hear about it less because men are not allowed to complain as much. And as a matter of fact, this man didn't complain. Other people are just pointing out how crazy this is because everything the man has accomplished. People are now body shaming, body shaming. Tom Brady on Twitter. Tom Brady was on vacation with his supermodel wife, by the way, Giselle Bundchen, And he's wearing a pair of green shorts, and he's got a 42-year-old man's body. Now, Tom Brady has extreme dedication to that body. By that I mean, it's widely reported. In season, will not have a beer. I don't mean a beer a week, won't have one occasionally, will not. Have a beer. Right now, or at least recently, he was on vacation and he took Wes Welker with him so they could work on throwing the football, being in rhythm on vacation because that's Tom Brady. Cheaters, Patriots or cheater fool. Now, I always tell you, they're more dedicated. Their system is being better than you. That's Tom Brady's system is being better than you, being more prepared than you. Like we were talking earlier, we're grinding it out more than you. First guy in, last guy out. The guy's got a Super Bowl ring for every finger on one hand, including the thumb. He's one five. Guys, Tom Brady's body is fine. He's also a quarterback. They're going to be a little flimsier, right? They're going to be a little bit... A little bit more than that. Like, I'm not expecting six pack abs out of a 42 year old quarterback. I'm not.
3: I guess the thing I'll say about that is though, is out of Tom Brady, I kind of do. I would expect him to have more muscle tone to him, just based on the fact of he is so like religious with his body. I don't. I don't see where like now versus a normal average 42 year old dude, Tom Brady dude definitely has a better average body than than most. But yeah, these
1: are your expectations but a little bit.
3: There, there is a little bit of me where it's like. You don't even look that muscular. You don't even look, and I'm, I'm not saying like you have to look like, like, like bulging biceps, but you don't even look like toned.
1: See, it's not his arms at all. Like his arms actually look like they have a little bit of definition to me, but I would admit that his midsection, but dude, all right. So I just lost like 30 some pounds. I was in the gym every, like four days a week for like four months. And dude, I would still be all right if I took my sh- dude, I, like I I still need to get like in a little better shape to look like that. Like I don't I think people are overreacting. And again, We've seen – it's not like we have to figure out if Tom Brady's going to be any good or not. Like, the guy should re- be right, retired. Right, right, right. He should we're, be retired. We're talking
3: about one of the greatest pro athletes in the history of sport. Like, no question about it. The dude is – is yes, that that alone should be like, shut up. What are we talking about it's, here? You
1: show me a rookie in minicamp and this is what he looks like. He's like – you know what I mean? It's like, oh, bro, what, what's happening? Then I got an issue. I, I guess the difference
3: here, though, to me is like – you look at two guys who are both definitely in like the, the later stages of their careers and the difference between Tom Brady and LeBron. You know what I mean? Like That's kind of what I expect Tom Brady a little bit to look like. Oh, I don't. Well, just because, like I said... Again,
1: like, you got 10 years difference between the two guys. But Tom Brady never looked like LeBron. Well, that's was going to be my second point is that Tom Brady never had the physical body that LeBron had. Ever. Never. So to expect them to look dissimilar now would be crazy. But LeBron didn't either.
3: 15 years of being in the NBA and taking care of his body is what made it what it is today. He
1: probably always started out with a more athletic build. You look at rookie year, both of those guys, yeah, you're
3: probably right. A little bit more athletic on LeBron, but like... It it is a little bit, and I'm I'm not not knocking the dude. Well,
1: again, LeBron added more muscle mass than Tom Brady did, but he should. You don't want your quarterback all ripped up like that.
3: Well, and that's what I was going to say, too, is you got to remember when he's exercising, he's not exercising for looks. Lean. You you know what I mean? No. He's he's exercising for, like, specific, this is what I need my body to do, as opposed to, like, I just want to have bigger biceps, therefore I'll keep curling.
1: Like the one guy says, Tom Brady out here looking goofy as hell, which I'm sure is Twitter for bad, I'm sure, or fat, or something. Um, but it's like, what do these people look like? Like what? Like like the guys who are telling me how fatty is not bad. He is like, what do you look like?
3: Yes, that point will always be made. But difference between like, well, yeah, of course, I'm not in a band. I can still say that a song sucks, though, right?
1: Sure, but if we're gonna launch your body's bad mortars at a guy with five Super Bowl rings, I mean, I I don't know, guys. I I, I don't think we get to buy. I mean, dude, he's dating. Now, I don't, again, Giselle doesn't do it for me. But she's obviously an attractive woman. Most dudes would dump their, most guys would throw their wife in the back of a garbage truck in a minute for a shot with Giselle.
3: She's one of the most successful models on the face of the planet. She's pretty good looking. So banging one of the hottest chicks on the planet, (laughs) one of the
1: most successful quarterbacks of all time. Literally, that dude could show up at the 50-yard line with, like, a spicy chicken sandwich, and, you know what I mean, and a Sprite. And I'd be like, yeah, Tom, go get it. I don't get us body-shaming Tom Brady. That I don't understand. There's a fight coming to San Francisco, and it's all about lunch. This is very strange. That's next on Rock 106.9. This report is
0: brought to you by Taco Bell. 106.9. Welcome
1: back to the Sainsbury Show. There must be something going on with yesterday's podcast. Like, the last couple of days, it's just been super delayed. Like, it eventually loads, but not as fast as normal. Like, the other one, it took, like, a full day for it to get up. So maybe a little later today, yesterday's will show up. I'll have to ask somebody in IT. Okay. I didn't know there was problems. Yeah, no, it's not going up. Strange? No, it's really not. <laughs> no, for like, for something very basic to not work properly here is not all that strange. I wish it were, but it's really not all that strange. Pretty typical, actually. Pretty common day. So I saw this, and this is pretty strange, and I just would have never thought of it. But in San Francisco now, there's a proposal that would eliminate companies from supplying lunch on-site to their employees. Because people are making the argument it's hurting the restaurant business in San Francisco
3: so they're saying you cannot give your employees food
1: Well you know like how Google okay. and like Facebook like they have those kitchens in there now and like that whole thing and it's like they got better restaurants than what's in a community okay and now people in San Francisco are like, dude, all these tech companies all have like these really good restaurants in them and dude none of their employees are coming to our restaurants anymore
3: uh, I don't like it right out of the gate I don't like where this is going
1: I uh, and nor would a company. If your fate now, Facebook lost one hundred nineteen billion dollars in the stock market. Dude. It's
3: crazy, and it just goes to show you, like just, these numbers that get thrown around of like, oh, this company got bought for this, and this is worth that, and blah blah blah
1: blah it's blah. Like, what are
3: they making? Just numbers in a column, right. dude. It's just I don't know. $119 they lost one hundred nineteen billion.
1: billion dollars. Right. Also, uh, also, Twitter's stock down sixteen percent over the last like month. So things are actually pretty bad for the tech, you know, those tech giants right now. Um, they'll swim right back out of it. They'll be fine. But in San Francisco now, like I said, there's a proposal that would eliminate employer-provided lunches. And I, I thought about it. It's like I would have never thought about this. But if you're Facebook, of course it makes sense to put really good restaurants on site. I bet one of the biggest loss of worker productivity is when employees go to lunch. Because... You take 10 minutes to drive to where you're going. It's an hour in the restaurant. It's 10 minutes back. And then everybody's kind of bloated from the restaurant. Oh, we'll take another 20 minutes like here. Like I'm having lunch with two of the members of the sales staff today. Okay. Right? And I now I'll be done with work. I won't have to come back. But they will. And they're going to be away from the office longer than they should be. And everybody's going to say the same thing. Well, no, it's kind of Friday. So like if your Facebook in, or if you're Google or if you're one of these big companies, I like doing it in my business more. A, it's on site, so you're, you don't have the travel time. B, you're probably actually eating with people that you work with. C, you're eating with everybody you kind of work with, so you may interact with uh, other people you don't know. And you're probably going to brainstorm, and maybe work actually gets done uh, amongst your ramen.
3: I, I know I know a lot of these companies, and you. we talk about Facebook being worth $119 billion dollars. Their employees aren't making that great of money, especially when you consider where they're located at. That's been a problem for Google. That's been a problem for Facebook is that their employees can't necessarily afford to live in that super swanky so area. It, you know, yeah. and I obviously, you know, an apartment there is going to cost more than, you know, the nicest house in Canton. So... Y- not only are you giving them all those bonuses, but you're also like hooking them up with like, yo, here's something cheaper for you. Here's something that, you well, know, the food
1: on site's free. That's right. what that's what the restaurants are bitching about is like, hey, how are how are these people going to make the decision to come eat in my restaurant? Especially like Facebook. Like it's like a casino in there. Like they have like an Italian station. There's, a, there's an Asian station. There's this like they have that going on in there.
3: And I, from a company's perspective, it's going to be
1: cheaper, right?
3: It at least makes sense to me of like... You know, do I expect every company to feed you? Of course not. But like if you're that big of a company worth that kind of money and like you can you can show your employees like, hey, this is a good place to work. We give you a perk. We give you this bonus. We give you this extra stuff. The way to keep pay down a relatively low cost expense for them. I mean, don't get me wrong. You're putting in a restaurant and food's expensive, but it's coming back threefold. You know what I'm saying? Like the positive outweighs the negative for sure.
1: Employee morale is going to be better with it for sure. I know like a lot of times back in the day like you know companies would make their soda machines free and people loved it because it's it, it's something you don't normally see. So I started thinking about this, right? Cuz picking up morale Our company's been kind of on this like the last year. Now they haven't made like an official announcement like we got to address this. But if you're a smart person and Fantone and I are, a lot of the stuff that we've seen our company do over this last year, it's like okay, they can tell they have an employee morale problem. So they're like they're trying to like kind of go in with that. And with that, with an and it's appreciated.
3: Yes, with an employee morale problem, all of a sudden. You are not attracting top talent anymore. When it becomes like, dude, I hate working here. I hate working for this company. And you start telling that amongst your peers. And then the reputation. Other people that work in
1: the industry somewhere else. mm -hmm,
3: Reputation within the industry. And all of a sudden it's like, well, why doesn't anybody want to work here? It's because, dude, the morale is in the gutter.
1: So this is a thing that's actually not all that uncommon for a radio building and radio shows. So I started thinking about it. If they catered the show, not even every day, but Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Now, again, the joke's going to be I'm the fat one, so I'm going to be the one that really enjoys it. But I think ultimately, at the end of the day, you end up getting happier over the fact that they give us food even than I am. And I think, honestly, you are the kind of person who walks away. Because I would not feel that that meant I was more appreciated. But it would make you feel more appreciated if people thought about you like that. It was like, all right, dude, get, you know, get an egg bar out there.
3: Oh, I don't buy that you wouldn't feel it either though. Yeah, I dude one hundred percent you would. I think that's dude, of course. If they were coming in here and there was food and there was like, hey, you get I, I yes for sure you would. dude. Uh,
1: see no, because I just expect stuff like that because it's very common at radio stations. But you
3: haven't had it in four years. Tomorrow if that came in and that was the new that was the new procedure, I guarantee you your morale would boost. I how could it not Well, I mean,
1: maybe subconsciously it would. I just know, dude, you really like the perk. Like you really do like like when things are are that way inside the building? At least that's the way you were making it sound to me on off the air when I was talking about it. And now, weirdly, we're going into an area where you, you want to be difficult about that that opinion you had. But I I think honestly, it would definitely it, it would definitely pick up everybody else in the building too. And I'm just surprised. By some of that, and if I'm the restaurants in San Francisco, dude, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it's nobody's business to try to figure out how to, how to fill your business. Like, you got to fill your business. Yeah, you do- can't look at Facebook and be like, dude, quit serving your employees lunch. That's absolutely ridiculous. More Stansbury show is right around the corner. You guys hang on. Dan Stansbury
3: and his boy, Wunter Matt Fantone. At
0: last, two heroes. The Stansbury Show, Rock 1069.
1: Welcome back to The Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 1069. So I saw this coming out of Brown's camp, and I actually kind of like it, where Brown's quarterbacks, Tyrod Taylor and Bicker Mayfield, have acquired an RV. It's parked somewhere on the premises for training camp, so they can have a top-secret clubhouse. Only quarterbacks are allowed inside, and they don't have a name for it yet, and they they won't tell the reporter what goes on in there. (laughs) But I like it. That somebody posted a a photo of somebody staring through a window of, and said, "This is Drew Stanton trying to get in the Browns quarterback RV," which is pretty funny. You never hear about Stanton at all, which is really strange. But uh, I like this. Not that it leads to wins or anything else like that, but you got two guys playing the same position. One's supposed to be mentoring the other one, and they're buddying up. And they got like a secret clubhouse, and they're hanging out together. And only quarterbacks are allowed in. It's all good. This is bounding. It's good. It's, um, dude. All re. All teams are built on chemistry, and anything you do to bolster that chemistry I think is good
3: yeah there's no real negative to this. I mean like quarterbacks are obviously going to have their own uh, they click they're, they're right you' it's inevitable like that's going to have to be a part of it and I would assume that like that probably is true for most positions where like linemen probably primarily hang out with each other and you know skilled players probably primarily hang out with each other um but this just goes to show that like hopefully both these dudes are okay with what their roles are in this in the organization where it's like Okay, we're both competing for the same job and I liked a lot of what I heard Baker Mayfield say yesterday talking about like how he doesn't view himself as the backup, but he knows that's the place that he's at right now and hopefully that goes to show that like this isn't this is Man, less PR teams don't make enough money. That was a that was a polished line they gave him. That that there there it's less about their individual wants and needs and desires and and, and egos and more about them getting wins.
1: I love this. I think you hear too many times about you know um, starters not wanting it's not my job like, um, yeah it was Favre who famously said it's not my job to get Aaron Aaron Rodgers ready, and that's sort of true and sort of not true all at the same time. It is one of those weird things in sports where like a team gives you no loyalty whatsoever, but then they expect you to like train your replacement. And that's really, really strange. That's a weird thing to ask, to ask a star athlete to do. Yeah,
3: I agree. I guess I, it's just that is a part of the... Of no,
1: it's part of what the team needs from you. It's not part of your job. It's part of what the team wants from you. It's not part of your job. Isn't your job doing what the team needs of you? I think my job is to win games. My job isn't to make sure you can win games when I don't play here anymore. My job is to win games. My job is on Sunday morning. My job would not be to train the next person that's going to replace me. If they said, hey, we're hired the new morning show, but you're going to get them ready. No, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I would not do that. It's part of what the team wants from you. But I understand employees being resistant to it because at the end of the day, what the hell? Are, what? Why the hell are you going to keep paying me then? So I kind of like that's all the more reason that I kind of like this. Because what you're seeing here is Tyrod Taylor being a confident person, self-assure. I'm not worried about the guy that's nipping out my heels because I know I got the ability to do this. That's confidence. I like it. Because that's what that position is. It is decision-making and confidence. That's why I've been knocking Jimmy G the last few days. You might have the arm, kid, and you might be able to make the throws, but decision-making is going to come into what you do, and Dayton porn stars openly isn't smart. It's not. You can talk to me about New World. Oh, it's more. You know, more accepting. This and that. Uh, fine, I guess. If your franchise quarterback was dating a porn star right now, you'd be sitting there thinking dumpster fires would be the memes all over. You know, Instagram and Twitter right now. I just, it's a decision making thing. And I kind of like Tyrod Taylor and Baker Mayfield having their own RV. Like, nah, dude, you guys stay out of here. We're bonding. We're getting together. We're going to figure this thing out. And if you look at, honestly, and Dorsey has said that that's why they were targeting Tyrod Taylor, is because they knew all along they wanted to take Baker. And they're very similar players, body styles, play a little similar. And so it's actually, Dorsey has claimed many, many times, this is a plan. We are planning this for Tyrod to play and then when we're no longer when that's no longer the thing to hand the baton over to Baker. The offense is being set that way so it's seamless down the road, which is what a smart team would do. We'll see if it happens. But I understand like an athlete saying, "No, I now it's should you go out there and say the right thing, train the athlete? Yes. But I could understand the desire to be like, "I'm not doing that."
3: Does your employer define your job more than you? Like, they say, like, yo, you have to do this. And I mean, the whole point of sports is buying into the system, right?
1: 32 guys play quarterback, bro. Good luck. Go get another one. You know what? When you don't have a quarterback, you are useless in this league. So go ahead. You define my job more than me? Fine. Trade me. Sit me. Going to get rid of Aaron Rodgers? Fine. Good luck. There ain't no more Aaron Rodgers. There's 31 other teams that need an Aaron Rodgers. There's only one that dude. You can try to define my team. You can try to define my job all you want. At the end of the day, what you want is wins on Sunday. If I give you those, shut up. Outside of that, if I give you wins on Sunday, touchdowns on Sunday, you need, honestly, the team can kind of go to hell with it. you got an offensive coordinator. you got a quarterback coach. you got an offensive line coach. Then coach your rookies up. You're a coach. I'm a player. More Stansberry Show, Coheedon Cambria tickets, on the way next on Rock 106.9. The
0: Stansbury Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock
2: 1069. And all I gotta say is it's Friday. And everybody, help me save the sinner's prayer. Say, oh God. Oh, my night. Clint Parker. Melinda Brown
0: Duncan, baby.
2: And Josh Rockin' Roller.
0: Was that a man or a woman? Because he
2: needs a haircut more than I do. A friend of mine said to me the other day, why don't you write a song about all this NFL stuff? Here go, it's called
0: Kick the Dust Up
2: If he were habitual homosexuals, then by all means, take a hike
0: I thought I like women! Women, 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 women! Get them out of here
2: Out. hell I like
1: you can come over to my
2: house and f- my sister. Wow. It is, other than jazz, it's the only
1: other real American art form there is. There's a dirty little secret. You told Clint Parker
2: to turn around and take off his pants? Yes. And did he?
1: Yes. And I just gave him a couple swats.
0: You gonna die doing this dumbass?
1: Yeah, you, f- you f- fool. Open your mouth so
0: I can give you this milk. Open your f- mouth, man. Gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend. Until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet.
2: And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. Madonna's a piece of s**t. <laughs> <of laughs> Miocci's a piece of s**t.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Clint Parker. I'm coming for you,
2: mother <laughs> What?
1: You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're
3: making out with that slut.
2: Being in the industry with how much you take on your face. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap the or make you slap somebody. So kiss my black I thought the bitch was white! Not okay.
0: They make fun of my nose. They call me ugly. They say I have no friends.
1: Watching other guys that are doing what I want to be doing and I'm sitting on the couch being a loser.
0: Until I first drank my dog's pee, I was depressed, I was sad, and I had really bad acne. Dog pee also has vitamin A in it, it has vitamin E in it, and it has 10 grams of calcium. And it's also proven to help cure cancer, and that is why I look
1: so much better than y'all. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. You hear Johnny Manziel in there, the Friday Auto you real saying, "I was, you know, sitting around just being a loser." Should be pointed out, already traded from his first Canadian football team. <laughs> already traded, traded him, moved off him. And uh, yesterday, he or the other day, it may have been, may have been the day before yesterday, he came to uh, to the defense of Jimmy Garoppolo. It's like, look, man, I, I'll have to paraphrase here, but he like basically supported Jimmy Garoppolo for dating a porn star. Now, if I'm Jimmy G and Johnny Manziel is like, hey, man, you're doing things the right way. I'm changing my system tomorrow.
3: Now, obviously, like hot chicks and athletes are not a new thing together. No, they go hand in hand. I remember Tim Couch was banging Heather Kozar, Playboy model, and Jeff Garcia was banging a Playboy
1: model, too. Different than porn star, though. Not then. I mean, then you could make the argument that Playboy was kind of like taw- considered tawdry the way porn is. I don't remember that being a
3: huge deal. Like, I don't remember it being... Well,
1: again, you heard less people's opinion because yeah. we didn't have as much social media. Yeah. Like, this is, this is why social media mucks everything up. And because everybody gives you their opinion in the moment versus after they have thought about it for a little while and actually how they feel. So, like, everything just feels, like, on edge and heated. I just... Look, I don't care if the guy sleeps with a porn star. God knows I would do it. Right? But... Again, if my boss isn't like had like a company dinner and like their bosses were coming. And they said, "All right, everybody, we're going to go out to dinner." And I brought a porn star to that dinner. I got to tell you, dude, I think it's talked about for like a month afterwards like, "Can you believe that idiot thought that that was a good idea?" So if I Host of mornings at Rock 106.9, if I'm going to be judged about the decision-making it means to bring a porn star to dinner with my boss, then how the hell can Jimmy G, a franchise quarterback, think that that's all right?
3: Hasn't affected my on-the-field play yet? I mean...
1: It doesn't, dude, that job isn't only about your on the field play. That's why the other word goes along with it. It's because, dude, you're the face of the franchise. You're the one that, dude, it's your, it's, you're the one that's selling the booths and the, and the, you know, the VIP seating and the jerseys and the, it's all about the QB, dude. It's a different. Job, it's and it's decision based. And again, man, like I always get on these quarterbacks when they make questionable decisions. So if I let this kid off the hook, it just feels like I'm trying to because I'm like, "Eh, I kind of like sex, I kind of like porn stars, I kind of like, you know what I mean. And I'd want to be able to do it, but I don't think that that's fair of me to do that. I just, I don't, I know John Lynch. You know, GM of the 49ers, I forget who the owner is, excuse me. I know they don't love that today. And Kyle Shanahan, I know, doesn't want to be at the podium answering questions about Kiara Mia. He wants to be talking about schemes and X's and O's and what they're going to do and schedule and and how Jimmy G's progressing and uh, is he ready to really be the guy. When and now, the only answer is, well, I don't really know. I mean, yeah, on the field he looks pretty good, but this is going on and this ain't great and advertisers aren't going to like this. And you said even earlier yourself, NFL play 60. I mean, this is a kid-based thing. And like I said about steroids, it's like if we're going to pretend that the reason why we care whether or not, and this isn't the reason why, we if we're going to sit here and pretend that the reason why we care athletes take steroids is over because of what kids are going to do, think and do, then wouldn't we care about w- w- whether or not a quarterback is dating a porn star for the same very reason? I think we would. I think we would have to. I mean, we sell this lie that that's why we care about steroids. So at the end of the day, dude, let them pump themselves full of, you know what I mean? The drug and, you know, we get, you know, video game scores, everybody wins. It's just, it's a decision-making position. And I think that that is, I don't think it's necessarily a bad decision, but it's it's definitely a questionable decision at best. And you just got to wonder, like, then what's coming behind this like, if you think this is like 100%, like, perfectly okay, then what's the stuff that's questionable that you're going to, you know, go off with? I don't know. If, if I was a GM, if I'm the coach, I don't personally love it myself. We do have these code and Cambria tickets. They're playing two days from now. Let's get you hooked up. Take caller 800 243 7625 on those. Fantone will be at the Speedway 11 to 1 tomorrow. Fulton and Hever- Everhard 11 to 1 tomorrow at the new Speedway. Aside from that, we're done. We'll be back at it live Monday morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 1069. You guys have a great day. See you.
0: Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever! Kent's Rock Station. Rock 10699.